And also, guess what? She'd go on stage and make funny little speeches, which makes people <laughs> want to vote for, for more awards so that they can see her do more funny speeches. All right, Ian. Hello. Ian Power. Hi. I'm very excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you for having um, me. I was actually thinking earlier today about how the first time I met you, you were like, I'm going to do Survivor. <laughs> <laughs> I need to record this video and I don't know what's stopping me. And if you do do Survivor sometime in the future, yeah. this will be one of the first pieces of content on the internet. That, that, is, I can, that is so true. Yeah. Is this your first podcast? This is my first podcast ever. I feel like a wow. celebrity. Wow. You are Thank you. a future celebrity. Thank you. Indeed. Yeah. So we're excited to get the ball rolling on your celebrity career. Let's talk about who you are and what this podcast is about. I'm excited to talk about awards with you specifically because first you work in media. You're very in the know. I feel like you read all of the publications that one should read mm -hmm. to be an esteemed voice in this topic. And you've also followed these awards shows for a long time now, right? Yes. Can you talk about that? Yes. So I feel like I fell in love with award shows probably starting in 2012, I would say. Wow. It was when I really started. High school. Yeah, it was my senior year in high school, maybe 2012, 2013. And for me, I love them for two reasons. For one... It's like a game in some ways. I feel like I, to your point about Survivor, I love strategy shows, strategy games, who's gonna mm -hmm. win, who's gonna beat the competition. And these are just that to the most escalated form with the most famous people um, in the world yeah. in some ways. And secondly, also, I love movies, I love TV. This is a great way to find new movies and find, hey, what do people think is good? Um, and it's a good way to bring and highlight shows that you might not have seen before. So for me, it's a, yeah. it's a fun opportunity to, to discover new content. Yeah. I really like that because I think a big part of these awards, the reason why the awards are valuable to a lot of the people that invest, like put money behind them, are so that the shows and films become discovered. Yeah. I also think there is some pressure from the people who are voting to have watched everything. And yeah. for us in this position to be talking about the awards now, I felt some pressure to have watched everything, which I haven't. Yeah. So I hope you've watched more than I have. I, I've watched a decent amount, but I think also, especially when it comes to like TV and the Emmys, you just, you can't do that. There's no way you can do that. And yeah. they don't even expect the Emmy, Emmy voters to do so. Like, oh, really? It, well, if you think about it, when you submit for Emmy nomination, they just nominate you based on the, the work for your season. But then when it comes to actual voting, you submit a specific episode and therefore you can oh. only watch six episodes of TV and it veritably have an opinion on who was the best actor or oh, actress. That's actually crazy because there were some shows that endeared me season, like episode one, two, and then I felt like they went way downhill Correct. season, like episode three. And so I don't know how I feel about that, but it makes yeah. sense. Now I feel less guilty at least. So that, I mean, it depends on the category. That's for the acting categories. That's for writing. That's for directing. Where you mm. win for a specific episode for a series type award, you would win for the whole season. Okay. Okay. I see. So then you would be expected as an Emmy Yeah, to voter, watch the to whole watch. of White Lotus, the whole of House of the Dragon, if you're voting in Best Drama Series. Okay, I see. Interesting. Okay, maybe we talk about the purpose of the Emmys. Yes. Emmys is the most prestigious, you correct me because you're the expert, but the most prestigious, prestigious TV-related awards. Correct, yes. right? I feel like the popularity or general like mass awareness of awards shows, the Emmys is only surpassed maybe by like 
the Oscars for yeah. sure. Maybe the Golden Globes. I don't. I don't know. I think. But. I think that's probably right. I think in terms of what is more prestigious for specifically TV, I would say it's the Emmys over the Golden Globes, and that's partly mm. because who is voting in each? The Emmys is voted by the Television Academy, which is this broad group of people who work in the industry and have that experience. The Golden Globes is a small group of. Jo- I mean, it's being yeah. revamped this year, and they're getting new members, but it's just a small group of journalists who mm. aren't don't the work Hollywood in TV. Foreign press, Correct. The about. Hollywood okay. Foreign Press who in some ways, many ways in the past, have been paid off, hence no- nominations uh. for Emily in Paris. Um, <laughs> but Which we all love now. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and the Television Academy ended up nominating it. But it is more prestigious to get an Emmy if you're talent than it is to get a Golden Globe. That being said, though, in terms of what is the public watching, mm. the Golden Globe is one of the few award shows that has TV and film. Um, right. So if you're just a casual watcher at home, you can kind of catch both aspects as well. Yes. Okay, absolutely. Can you give us a lay of the land of like, why the Emmys are important, why the Oscars are important, why the Golden Globes, especially given the time of year that each of them are. The Emmys are like the earliest, usually September this year. We'll talk about why they're in January, but uh, September and then the Golden Globes, the SAG Awards actually first, Golden Globes, Oscars, you correct me, but... Yeah, so for the most part, for the film side, there's this whole winter award season. And that is all the same movies that go from the beginning to the end, starting actually with the Golden Globes and you running through kind of different Critics' Choice Awards. It has SAG Awards. There's the Gotham Awards. It's mm-hmm. Independent Film Awards and all culminating in the Oscars. And that is all one six-month race that really started kind of two weeks ago, actually, this year at all the different fall festivals when these movies are premiering at TIFF, at Telluride, at Venice, etc. And so that all culminates in the end with the Oscars. And then it's kind of the season resets. It's a new year. And the eligibility period for that is January to end of December for a year for the next year. Mm -hmm. And the reason that works for the Oscars is because the movies that are coming out are coming out from the fall, really, for the most part, if you're an Oscars contender, you're released in the fall into winter of early next year. And basically, you are banking on Oscar nominations to raise the profile of your movie and to raise the box office. Because some of these movies otherwise might be too small for people to want to see. The Emmys is different. With the Emmys is almost a retrospective look back because the eligibility eligibility period for that is uh, June to May for the year before, and then it ends up happening in September. And for some shows, maybe they have multiple seasons. So, okay, if you get an Emmy nomination, it raises your profile to watch your show for the next season. For others, it's almost a swan song for a season that might have aired long ago. And then you end up, weird way, winning an Emmy for something a full year after that show ended up being on TV. Yes, I know. Something that was so surprising to me is when we talk about The Bear, mm. this year the Emmy nominations for The Bear are for season one. Correct. Even though it feels like season two came out so long ago. Yeah. Um, and then now it's only going to be celebrated in January. So that's very interesting. How do you think, What do you have a good answer to why the timing, the cutoff dates are so different for the Emmys? Yeah, I mean, partly it's just the fact that like, Increasingly so, television and film used to be very separate, and now they are merging together. Um, and to have talent be participating in both, it'd actually be very difficult to be having oh. both of these uh, industries converging on the same time frame. So in a way, now, if you're an award show uh, strategist or you're campaigning, if you're an actor, you can campaign throughout the winter for that movie you're in. And then if you're doing Emmys campaigning as well, you have the summer to be campaigning for that as well. I see. So those are separate. Wow. Who has a vested interest in the Emmys? Like, there's so many stakeholders, right? Like, you and I as observers and watchers, like, the critics, uh, so many journalists, organizations, um, the streamers, obviously, actors, like, creators. I guess, how would you describe, you know, why all these different people 
get so much out of the Emmys. All of the above to what you said, but maybe starting with the networks, the streamers, the studios. Uh, for them, it's a business reason. Getting Emmy nominations, getting Emmy wins brings attention to your show. It makes people want to watch that show and ratings could be boosted as a result of that. Secondly, as well, is that it gets talent to want to come work for you because, you know, Hollywood mm. is kind of a big ego game. People want to win an Emmy for themselves, A, because it will help their career, but also just because it's nice to get awards and it's nice to get showered with recognition and for people to think you're one of the best actors of your time or your generation, et cetera, and the Emmys is recognizing that for TV. And so in some ways almost by saying, hey, Karen, come be in this Emmys type project for us, we'll get you, we'll win you an award here. You'll want to work with that studio again on something else. That's super interesting. I actually, one of the questions I was going to ask you was when we talk about big wins after all these nominations come out for these big awards, I feel like people always frame things in terms of the streamers, like HBO this time swept the Emmys. Mm. Um, Netflix, for example, took X number, like people always frame it in these ways. Why is that becoming so important? It almost feels like it brings like a corporate vibe yeah. into what's supposed to be art. Absolutely. I mean, for them, it's kind of A, bragging rights for the studio executives as well. At the end of the day, they want to be like, ha, we beat our rival in this way. We got way more awards than them. We're better than them, even yeah. if they have way more subscribers than us. It's a, a badge of honor and just a sense of ego. Um, but secondly, as well, it's about building a reputation. HBO has this sterling reputation of being kind of an Emmys darling mm -hmm. and regularly, nearly always every year, comes out on top with the most Emmy Awards wins. And people then understand that, oh, HBO is a sign of quality and it wins all yeah. these awards. And so a new HBO show is coming out. And it's like, that will probably be good because... The idols. This, well, <laughs> the exception of the idol. But for the most part, it's there's excitement around it because it has this reputation versus Netflix, even though it yeah. does win a lot of Emmys because it has this, just creates so much content. Anytime a new Netflix show comes out, I'm highly suspicious. I'm yes. like, it's probably going to be bad. You have to do your research Very beforehand. Much so. Very much so. Yeah. How important is that to a streamer? Because in some ways, these are companies that want to make money, right? And winning awards doesn't always, it does correlate somewhat, but it doesn't, it doesn't consume like the vast majority of the reason why these streamers make money. And yeah. when I think about Netflix, they have a huge amount of content that I actually really like yeah. that would never get nominated for awards yeah. because it's like, you know, right now I'm watching this uh, documentary series on like the world's toughest prisons. That, I don't think that's going to win any awards, mm. but I really enjoy it. And I feel like they have a lot of content like that. Same with Disney. Like their content is created for children or for families. Yeah. And it's not an area that is cons really considered prestige, you know. So I guess how important is this awards yeah. element to a streamer's or network's portfolio? I think it's constantly changing. I think for the last maybe five years, it was considered, hey, this is super important for us to be considered a legitimate uh you know, mm. network or studio. If you think about Netflix, Netflix is still, you know, when they started first making original content, it is still pretty new. It took, for years and years and years, you had high quality A-list talent like Scorsese, Jennifer Lawrence, they, they would never work with Netflix, they wouldn't do it, they view that as True. a streamer, and now they do, and kind of Netflix was able to insert themselves in that position by being like, hey, we run for awards, well, we can get you awards, yeah. and that adds some sort of legitimacy to them. Yeah. That being said, though, from what I've heard, at least at Netflix, there's definitely a shift of attention of, hey, maybe this actually, as they're focusing on profitability now, maybe this isn't really what we should be focusing on. We should be making the gourmet cheeseburger as the head of content kind mm -hmm, of mm -hmm. talked about in interviews. And maybe these awards aren't as important for us as we previously thought. Yeah. I feel like you're also very discerning and might have a 
pretty good sense of like, is this going to be positioned as something that's an awards contender? Is that something you feel like you have a pretty good sense of? Yeah, absolutely. For movies, I think in particular versus TV. And for movies, the signs are very, very obvious. You know, are they premiering at a film festival? Mm. That's a big sign that they're running for something. When are they positioning the release date? If they're positioning it from like summer to fall, they're probably also going for that. But also uh. who's the talent involved? Who are the directors? Who are the actors? Etc. Um, and I feel like consistently networks will have directors that every single time is, okay, this person's going to be an awards player and this movie will yeah. likely be an awards, something that we'll put a push behind. But then again, things emerge out of the out of the blue as well. Everything everywhere all at once obviously swept the Oscars. When it premiered, there was tons of excitement around it, but yeah. I don't think people ever envisioned to be the massive Oscar player that it was. Yeah. And that kind of came from organic excitement from critics and also fans. Yeah. Um, and even when they released it, I don't necessarily think that they thought it was going to be the Oscar winner. Yeah. But... I think they clearly caught on near the end of the year and they started heavily campaigning. They had this huge awards campaign narrative. I don't even know who's the one positioning these or who's the one investing in these campaigns, but can you maybe talk a little bit about this awards campaign like yeah. investment that people make? So all of the, a lot of these movies have major networks or studios behind them that then invest tons of dollars. It's effectively a marketing campaign mm -hmm. into getting an Oscar nomination and that can depend from hosting screenings specifically for Academy voters. In the past, it used to be literally uh. directly mailing out uh, DVD or box sets of the content to get people to watch it at home. Now you just upload it onto the kind of portals um, directly. Really? Of the, yeah, it's all like digital over the top. Oh, uh, wow, so they don't have to get now. a Netflix subscription? They don't have to send, no, they don't have to get a Netflix <laughs> subscription and they don't have to send out kind of screeners uh, to people's oh, houses wow. like they used to. But to your point, there's so much content out here, it's basically getting it to the top of people's attention and they run these for your considerations campaigns fyc and uh, so you'll you, see right correct, in you'll LA, notice the billboards exactly for your consideration i know that this is a huge thing for the oscars yeah. is this a huge thing for the emmys too absolutely the same thing for the emmys as well and it's you know the same disney will have its awards team that will run all the oscars movies the oscars happen in march straight on to the emmys and it's on to campaigning the shows that they want to get nominated in september and what's interesting about LA, to your point, <laughs> is these billboards are all over the city, but you should look about where the billboards are. In particular, go on Sunset Boulevard. Sunset, you right. Why is that? That's because all these studio voter executives and these voters who are part of the Television Academy take that route to go to work when they're commuting from either east to west or west to east. So that's a highly visible yeah. place that you can target voters effectively. Yeah, I mean, whenever I see for your consideration, I'm like, it's not for my consideration. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's for people more important. Um, no, that totally makes sense. Okay, and I know we wanted to talk about this like very blunt question of do the Emmys matter? Yeah. What comes to mind first for you when that question is asked? So it's a it's a tough one to grapple with. But for me, of course they matter. Like I love them <laughs> every single year. I'm watching them. I want friends to come over and watch them at my apartment with me and root for the people. But increasingly people don't want to come people are like i really? don't really care yeah people are like i don't really care like who mm. you know you can see the numbers of these award shows in terms of ratings on tv going massively down obviously tv in general yes. is going down but the oscars used to be watched by you know 40 60 million people and now it's kind of in the yeah. teens of millions instead and there's been a slight uptick in the last couple of years since covid but overall audience interest is definitely less in actually watching the ceremony themselves so if mm. less people are watching kind of less people know what's happening Sure, like there's a lot of Twitter excitement. There's a lot of like, kind of like Stan excitement of, oh my God, Zendaya, she won an Emmy. It yeah. still does. I think what it does matter is sense and that legitimizes talent within the industry itself. And so Zendaya wins an mm. Emmy. She's considered a serious actress. She's more likely to now be hired by other directors and studios in other projects. So even if like the people themselves kind of, it, maybe it mm -hmm. helps Euphoria, maybe it doesn't, but it's going to help her get her next role. I think this is very interesting. Kind of your previous point was about how 
for a lot of um, streamers or networks, this is a huge marketing opportunity. Yeah. And the marketing implies that it's for us, which I do think that that's still a value that they get from it. And I don't think that's inconsistent with what you're saying. I think what you're saying is there is still an inherent value beyond viewership. Yeah. That's for the industry. Correct. Right. Yeah. I would say it's 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 both sides. It's the the audience still does matter. It still does matter to people, but also within the industry, I think it still matters the same as it used to. I see. Why is viewership going down, you think? That's a great question. I think one is just in general, people while watching less live TV, people are cord cutting, so people actually yeah. do not have... Don't know how. <laughs> yeah, they literally don't know how. And what's interesting is the SAG Awards are going to be on Netflix starting next year. Oh, wow. So I'm very right. curious to see how people care about that, if that actually changes I know, because SAG seems so... Like, no one knows what SAG is. Correct. Yeah. It's a Screen Actors Guild. Yeah. I don't know what that is. It's <laughs> <laughs> Who's in that? <laughs> it's like 100,000 But it's a very people. prestigious... Like, it's also pretty prestigious... Um, awards ceremony. It's yeah. prestigious for actors because in the sense it's they are getting it from their peers um, versus, you know, for the other awards for the Golden Globes as we talked about, it, you're getting it from journalists. For the Academy, you're getting it from a group of 8,000 people who range from actors to musicians mm. to sound editors versus for the actors, it's more, I think, sentimental value and also from the sense of it's very close to the Oscars so it gets you get good uh, momentum in your awards campaign. If you give a great speech I and see. it's televised, more people will vote for you. It used to be kind of a, an old joke about the celebrities, the A-list celebrities of movies and kind of the B-list people yeah. of TV and they didn't mix and that line is bl blowing more and more and more, especially with the growth of limited series. You have tons of A-list actors who are doing shows on TV. Yeah. You have Jessica Chastain, you have Amy Adams, you have Nicole mm -hmm. Kidman, you have all these people who are easily doing a limited series. And then they're at the Emmys now. So in a weird way, the Emmys is actually becoming much more A-list than it used to be. Right. Okay. So then is it fair to say this as well? Like if we're considering all of these uh, awards shows against each other, the Emmys matter more than almost all of them, but they don't matter as much as the Oscars. I would agree with that. If you think about yeah. what people talk about, it's the EGOT, right? Emmys, Grammys, Oscars, right. Tony. No one really cares about the Tonys. Like, if you like theater, you love... <laughs> it's great. If you don't like theater, no one cares. I know, it's hard no to get the cares. Tony if you... Yeah. It's hard to get a Tony. Um, but for the other ones, yes, it's Emmys for TV, it's Grammys for music, Oscars yeah. for, for movies. And in terms of, like, Oscars above Emmys, sure. In terms of if you were an actor or an actress, you'd probably rather have an Oscar than an Emmy just because there's so much, there's so fewer Oscars than there are right. Emmys. Right, it's a lot harder just from like a numbers perspective. And the Oscars are almost more absolute in the sense that the Emmys, you're, you're winning best lead actress for a comedy. Correct. You're winning best lead actress for a drama. It's like split out that way. There's Correct. no actually like best lead yeah. actress. Okay, well, one of my pet peeves about the Emmys <laughs> though is there are one million categories, including guest yeah. actor and guest actress drives me <laughs> insane. You show up for one episode, you do a funny work for me 10 minutes and you win an Emmy, the exact same yep. award that someone won for a whole season of work. Yeah. And I'm like, they should give them Emmys that are half as big. Well, I wonder if this is what kind of dilutes the Emmys a little bit. Yeah, for sure. You know? Like, Definitely. Maybe that's part of why they're not considered as prestige. Mm -hmm. Maybe the Emmys, Television Academy needs to like look at themselves and be like, we need to create a scarcity. Fewer Emmys. <laughs> shortage. Yeah. Well, yeah. also because not only do you have the primetime Emmys, but you have the creative arts Emmys, you have the daytime yeah. Emmys, you have the kids Emmys, you have the sports Emmys, the oh, a million types of Emmys. One of my colleagues has an Emmy. I'm like, why? Oh, what did wow. you do? Okay, this random guy on my improv class like two years ago had an Emmy. So many people have Emmys. They're I mean, just, they're scattered. He, he I, I, mean I do not have an Emmy, to be clear, <laughs> and I would love to have an Emmy. So, But many people do just have them scattered around the yeah, city. Yeah, yeah. Not that they're not doing good work. Yes. We respect them. We but I, respect I see them. what you're saying, where it's like, how can an Emmy ever be as equivalent? as an Oscar when 
there's so many more available. Mm-hmm. I actually think we should clarify what prime, like the Emmys that we care about, because amongst all these Emmys, the one category that we all talk about when we say the Emmys is the primetime Emmys. Yes, exactly. What does primetime Emmys so mean? So that's really outdated terminology that is still used, but basically because yeah. it was the idea that when all the shows that were nominated were network shows, primetime, I don't know the exact time to be honest, but maybe it's like 7 to 10 or 6 to 9. Mm-hmm. It's basically the evening slot when the highest profile and most expensive and thus kind of flagship shows would premiere. Yeah. And then in the day, you're having reruns, you're having game shows, you're having talk shows, etc. And so the idea was to really separate these two out to add a sense of prestige and honor to these kind of late night flagship shows. And they still have the daytime Emmys, which goes to all the other stuff that plays during the day when everyone's working. Correct. <laughs> and I mean, to your point, like there's no such thing as primetime on Netflix. Right. Netflix is Netflix. It's always what it is. Yeah. You can watch it in the morning or at night. It's the same I show. I know. So are all the streamer content considered primetime? No. And they <laughs> kind of play around with that depending on, I guess, what sort of awards they want to win. And to be strategic, Heartstopper, you know, the Netflix yes. show, that is not a primetime Emmy show. I think that's a kid's uh... Emmy show because... It won some Emmys there, so it did some. It did better there. They were okay, 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 thoughtful okay. about the fact that if they campaign it there, they uh, would win awards. I don't, you know, that seems like category fraud to me in some yeah. ways. Like, how is it that different to other shows? Right, that are it's not in objective. It's exactly. strategic, actually, of where you place your. Yes, I mean the biggest strategy I think is in terms of drama versus comedy versus limited series. That's when you really mm. see some sketchy behavior happening from the networks. Like, <laughs> The White Lotus is categorized as a drama, which I think is insane. It is objectively a comedy. It is so funny. It is ludicrous. Okay, it is absurd, yeah. but the bear is a comedy, and right. I don't watch the bear. To be clear, I'm just that's not. I, people love it. It's not the show for me, yeah. but it's very much a drama from my understanding, and it's actually it was not very funny. <laughs> no, exactly. And the way the Emmys have done this distinction in the past is: Are you 30 minutes? If so, you're right. a comedy. If you're right. an hour, if so, you're a drama. And they change, and you can petition to be put in different categories. And but really, the networks submit to the category that they think they would do best in. Right. Yeah, it's like the awards shows, they date back several, several decades. So I can see why people, we uphold those categories, but there's a lot of blurring now because you can make a 30-minute drama. Absolutely. Um, Whereas before that would be unconventional because they had these like more cookie cutter categories. One thing in the back of my mind is like actress, actor. Well, actually there's like, this gender discussion happening right now where it's not you maybe you can't even categorize a person as an actress or an actor so I think it's going to get interesting how society navigates these blurred lines absolutely I mean and you have two of the nominees in the best actress in a drama category this year uh, Emma Darcy for House of the Dragon and Bella Ramsey for Last of Us are non-binary and they kind of are being forced to pick a category that they best they feel like would get them I guess nominated um, even though that goes against their gender identity so yeah yeah, it it does feel like there will be some some movement here yeah I think that's interesting that at least the default right now is it seems like it's a free market like you go for whatever yeah you you can submit well yeah you submit yourself you submit yourself right okay interesting I think there are some challenges with maybe that are undermine the importance sometimes of receiving these awards. So for example, picking one winner is sort of an insane concept. Like as you were saying before, I think it's fun. Mm. And I think it's very fun to think about like who is going to win like the best, you know? But I, I think because of that, like it's not always about whose performance was the best. No, absolutely. And I would say, I think, the sooner you accept that these award shows are not about purity and who's the best, mm. kind of the more fun they are. Because it can get mm. upsetting when you're like, wait a minute, this person, yeah. like, did Jamie Lee Curtis really give the best supporting <laughs> actress of 2022? 
I don't know. No. Her hot dog finger scene was really enticing. It was very funny. She was great in it. But <laughs> the more you accept that, hey, it's not actually about the best. It's a game and it's strategy. Yeah. And it's about who is narrative and, you know, who is whining and dining voters and shaking hands and showing up there. Then it, you just get over it. You're okay with that. Yeah. Um, it's I kind really of like, like wanting, that. it's like rooting for a sports team. Like you want your sports team to do well. And, like, you support them, but, you know, maybe they're not the best and some people win and some people don't. At the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. Like, it's just a trophy. Yeah. Okay. I really like that, but I feel like there can be hurt feelings. Absolutely. So, for example, with succession, someone's going to come away with this feeling resentment. Mm. Right? Yeah. I don't sure. know. No, I I think it is. And especially if you're... Think about Austin Butler at the Oscars last year. Mm. He literally spent six months on the campaign trail. He was yeah. everywhere. Yeah. And you put in all that work and then you lose. Yeah. And it still, this was amazing for his career. He met so many amazing directors. He's going to have tons of opportunities now. He's now a serious actor. He's not just a Disney Channel yeah. actor. But like, yeah, that must suck yeah. to spend all that time to do it. And then a name, different name gets on it. And you just sit there on stage and have to smile because the camera yeah. is directly pointed at your face. I bet like an actor feels a sense of just like fulfillment when they actually win But then the also, prize. where do you go from there? If you're, yeah. I don't know how, yeah, I think he's 30, 31 maybe. Yeah. Literally, where do you go from that? You were 31, you win an Oscar. <laughs> like, you kind of achieved the peak of what you would want to achieve in your yeah. career. And That's I can a imagine. benchmark for the rest yeah, of your life, like, actually. What do you do then? <laughs> um, so, I don't know. Maybe there's a, a point to not peaking too early. I like that. And I like your perspective on how it's actually fun because there's all, all of these other variables. Can yeah. you talk about what some of those are? Like, what are the different campaign, yeah. like, awards campaign narratives, I guess, coming into this year that people would, like, Definitely. be able to understand? So, I think for the Emmys in particular, Final seasons is a big aspect, mm -hmm. and there's the sense of this is the last chance to award something. In the you know Oscars, there's only yeah. one shot. It's that movie came out that year, and then you won't get a chance again unless it's like a franchise or a series. But for the Emmys and TV shows, it's like okay, this is the last chance we can give a movie mm -hmm. that. And I think there's often a boost for good shows that get that. Um, like Succession, obviously, is coming yep. into its final or happened its final series. It's the last chance to nominate it. It's won tons of Emmys before. It's it hasn't won, struggled yeah. with that. <laughs> but I would expect there to be a massive boost in love and support, especially for yeah. people who have not had recognition in the past. As same with Breaking not Breaking Bad, excuse me. Better, Better Call Saul. Saul. Yes, yes, Better Call Saul, which has had, I think, like 60-something Emmys and has never won yeah. a single one. Well, Bob one. Odenkirk has been nominated for an Emmy for every single season yeah. of that show. No, not only has he never won, not a single Emmy has been given to that yeah, show at all. That's tough. For the supporting actors, yeah. for the technical categories, for drama, and apparently it's amazing. Well, I watched the first episode today, and oh, it is yeah. really amazing. Yeah, people like it. Yeah, but I feel like it's the, that kind of situation where, like, if you're swimming in the age of Michael Phelps, I don't know. It's tough, right? It's tough. It is tough. <laughs> um, I would also say the Emmys loves to reward shows continuously. Julia uh, Louis-Dreyfus won six Emmys oh, in a yeah. row for Veep. They, Which is very good. She's but, amazing. Yeah. I love her. I would give it to her every single time. <laughs> but again, to your point, tough to be a comedy actress in that five to six year period because yeah. you have literally no shot at all. Um, so the Emmys get a little bit stuck in the way. I think recently we have seen more willingness for them to open up to new shows. But, you know, Succession has won twice already. I'd be yeah. surprised if it doesn't win again. That's fair, especially this last season. I really feel like the, objectively, like the quality has not gone down at all. So mm. why would they stop winning? Mm. But I, it, as you were saying, like it is the final season of a lot of things. Barry, it applies as well. Ted Lasso. Yeah. So anything else in terms of awards campaign narratives? I would also say when you think about the individual who has momentum and narrative, Jennifer Coolidge is a good example. Yes. She won the Emmy last year for The White Lotus. I think she was amazing, but also there was a sense of, hey, like, you have been not taken seriously as an actress for so long, and this is our chance to finally give you your 
praise. Um, and so I think mm. that helped her a lot. And also, guess what? She'd go on stage and make funny little speeches, which makes people <laughs> want to vote for, for more awards so that they can see her do more funny speeches. Yeah. Um, so I think there's a sense as well of like, who is due, whose time it is. Right. Um, sometimes that doesn't get you over the edge. Think about Olivia Coleman beating out Glenn Close for the Oscars mm-hmm. in 2018, I believe. So Glenn the Close. Favorite? Yes. Olivia Coleman won for the favorite over, she, that was an upset on the night. Glenn really? Close was supposed to win for The Wife. It was Glenn Close's sixth uh, nomination. She had won a lot of the precursor yeah. awards and that just came out of the blue. So sometimes it's, it's <laughs> and not Olivia enough. Olivia Coleman went up and she, oh. was like, she was like, to all the girls out there, you yeah. never know, you it, never know. Well, that's why she was so shocked because <laughs> no one expected her yeah. to win that night. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there are limitations. It can only get you so long. Uh, but it definitely does help if you have that narrative in your favor. And also, if people like you, people right. are going to vote for their friends. I know. It is crazy that it's based on voting, actually. Yep. It's kind of a popularity thing. And yep. that's why you have to wine and dine and Absolutely. be in people's faces more. Yeah. So, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we just quickly do a hit on why the Emmys are postponed this year. Yes. So... Elephant that's not actually in the room because it's been around for months and months and months. The SAG-AFTRA and writer strikes. Why did this postpone the Emmys? I think two reasons. So one, the Emmys is an award show that's produced and needs writers to actually write material and Mm -hmm. content. You have a host who will go on stage and make jokes and there'll be monologues and whatever. And you need WGA writers who will contribute that content. Uh, The Tonys are an example this year of an award show that went ahead without any writers. And so... I don't I don't know if you watched the Tonys this year, but no. Ariana DeBose was the host. But she was very much like, I have no notes and I'm just freestyling because we don't have any writers. I was like, you don't have to say and that. You could just make it up. That. Yeah, it just wasn't working <laughs> at all. Um, so A, for the Emmys, you would need the writers to actually yeah. write material. But I think they would still could find a workaround around that. The well, big- because they are com- comedians who are like... Yeah, correct. But I think it's a very good point that you have as well, just before you move on from that, mm-hmm. is that those people are not writing their own jokes. No, they have whole teams behind 100%. them every single yeah, night that right. are writing them jokes. Yeah. Um, but the bigger thing is about SAG-AFTRA, because basically mm-hmm. SAG-AFTRA, if being on strike, they're not allowed to promote the shows for the studios. They would not be allowed to attend the Emmys. So basically, if right. you have an Emmys with no famous people... No one's gonna watch. No one's gonna watch. No one's gonna watch people not show up to win the awards. Yeah. Uh, so basically, <laughs> I, they pushed it from September, where it's usually held, to January next year, which yep. I think was probably a bit conservative. I could have seen a November awards date, but yeah. Basically, they they pushed it back, and so it's gonna be a very odd situation where the gap between when shows were aired to when the awards are gonna be given out is longer than it's been. I can't. Yeah. I don't even know when. One thing that I do think is interesting though is when would voting happen. Because so much about the show is momentum, right? And so mm-hmm. if was voting mm-hmm. going to be pushed to December as well? Voting has now happened. Voting is closed. Oh, so they I have see. the winners. Okay, They're okay. just sitting on them until yeah. January. Yeah. But you have shows like The Bear, as you talked about. Season one happened. Season two has already aired. And that's going to help that show in many ways. Because yeah. people really liked season two. And so people will vote for The Bear to win, even though it wasn't the season really right. they're thinking of when they vote for it. Well, also, I think season one was better, actually, than oh, season wow. two. <laughs> Which I, I'm not so strong as to say it's not my show. Mm. But I wasn't... We'll get to it, but I don't know, blah, 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 about the bear. <laughs> okay, anyways, any other major things that happened in TV this year? Uh, not particularly. I'll be honest, I'm down on TV right now as a general really? concept. I feel like the strike is obviously totally contributed to that. That is just mm-hmm. not great TV on at the moment. 
but there hasn't been a show in the last year that I'm head over heels raving about. Well, you should try this World's Toughest Prisons show. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yes, that's exactly what I was looking yeah. for. I will say, if in, like, in terms of what is a takeaway from last year, like HBO's streak was insane. I think White yeah. Lotus actually was first, but basically throughout the year until the idol went, it all yeah. fell on their face. But they'd have hit show White Lotus one week break. Yeah. Uh, hit show, I don't know what came next, but Euphoria even last year was just before all this. Oh, it was right. back to back to back to yeah. back. Just all these amazing House of the Dragon over the summer. It yes, was, feels like they right. just had insane programming for the year and they're in a bit of a lull right now right now's a lull. but kudos to hbo they got four out of the eight drama series this year are hbo shows that's yeah. insane yeah well let's get right into it let's do it we're gonna start with limited series it's outstanding limited or anthology series and this will mean that the intention is for the show to last for that one season there was like a beginning and an end to the story correct so the five nominees beef dahmer monster the jeffrey dahmer story daisy jones and the six Fleischman is in trouble and Obi-Wan Kenobi. Can we first talk about Dharma? Because that <laughs> title is literally insane. So it was supposed to yeah. be called Monster at first, and then people didn't really know. It was like Monster, the Jeffrey right. Dharma story, and then they added Dharma on top. There's I'm too like, many monsters out there. Well, it's, so. it's just like Dharma, Monster, the Jeffrey Dharma story. We know it's about Dharma. You've said it twice. Just call it Dahmer. Correct. Or call it Monster Dharma. Like, yeah. anyway. Yeah. Oh, wait. Actually, I should have said Beef is Netflix, Dahmer is Netflix. Daisy Jones and the Six is Amazon Prime Video, Fleischman is in Trouble is FX, and then Obi-Wan is Disney+. Plus. Yes. Who do you think is going to win? I think Beef will win. I agree, <laughs> and I will be really happy about it. I will be honest. Limited series in the last two, three years has been my favorite category every single year. You've had wow. amazing storytelling, amazing actors. This year, I thought it was pretty weak. Beef, I enjoyed Beef. Yeah. I, I stand behind you. The other nominees, like Obi-Wan Kenobi got in this category. I think that was random. I think insane. the sentiment around that is like, what is that about? Can I give one shout out for a show that was not nominated that should have been? Please. A Small Light on Disney+. Plus. Oh. Amazing show about um, Meep Grips, who's the Dutch woman who hid the Frank family during mm. the, the Nazi uh, invasion of uh, Netherlands. Wow. And it was definitely considered a snub. People loved it. Yeah. So. A Small Light. Yeah. What do I recommend? Yeah. Beef has the like critical beef. reception. People love it. Yeah. I think the gravitas beef. I feel like it was about I described it as a very ambitious concept almost like I feel like they covered so many things about like life and relationships and yeah. reflection and family so the only thing I would say is Dharma had huge viewership for Netflix mm -hmm. I don't I think it could win some acting awards I don't think it will win I don't think it'll win I think it's it'll limited. be a too sad of a world if Dahmer wins I would agree <laughs> okay um outstanding lead actor in a limited series so you have Taryn Edgerton for Blackbird Kumal Nanjiani for Welcome to Chippendales, Evan Peters for Dharma Monster, The Jeffrey Dahmer Story, <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe for Weird, The Al Yankovic Story, Michael Shannon for George and Tammy, and Stephen Yoon for Beef. Ooh. Is Stephen Yoon not going to win? He's not going to win. I think it'll be Evan really? Peters. I think really? Evan Peters has the buzz, has the excitement. Yeah. He's won an Emmy before. People like him. Um, I think that's where we'll see the hugeness of the show play out. And okay. to be his credit, he was excellent. Yeah. I love Stephen Yoon, but... I think it's going to be Evan Peters. That's fair. I feel like this is an acceptable category for Dahmer to take a win on. Also, shout out Camille Nanjani. I honestly didn't watch Welcome to Chippendales, but I love Camille Nanjani, <laughs> so I would also be happy if he won. Okay, and then lead actress. Do you want to walk through? Yeah, for lead actress, we have Lizzie Kaplan for Fleischman in Trouble, Jessica Chastain for George and Tammy, Dominic Fishback for Swarm, Catherine Hahn for Tiny Beautiful Things, Riley Kyo for Daisy Jones and the Sixth, and Ali Wong for Beef. I think Ali Wong was better than Steven Yun. So I want Ali Wong to win this. And I also think 
this was kind of one of her first like real serious roles mm. and i really love her going in that direction yeah so i would love to see her like get recognized for it yeah i'm predicting ali wong for the win okay. um, i could see jessica chastain winning for yes. sure i think it's between those two but i think that Ali Wong will be helped by the love for beef and to your point, playing against character in a way. Mm -hmm. I liked Dominique Fishback in Swarm. Mm. I just couldn't watch the rest oh, of the show. Oh, it was show. scary. It, it was spooky. Scary. Okay, um, supporting actor in a limited series or movie. We have Molly Bartlett for Welcome to Chippendales, Paul Walter Hauser for Blackbird, Richard Jenkins for Dharma, Joseph Lee for Beef, Ray Liotta for Blackbird, Young Manzino for Beef, and Jesse Plemons for Love and Death. Oh my god. It's kind of a random category, I'm going to be honest. I know, this feels random. I think Paul Waterhauser is going to win. He okay. has won a couple of awards in the Winter Awards for his role in Blackbird. Mm. Um, he won a Golden Globe. I believe he won a SAG as well. Given that there isn't really strong competition in this category, I wouldn't be surprised if he sweeps as well. Okay, and then actress. Yeah, supporting actress in a limited series or movie. We have Annalie Ashford for Welcome to Chippendales. Maria Bello for Beef. Claire Danes for Fleischman is in Trouble. Juliette Lewis for Welcome to Chippendales. Camilla Maloney for Daisy Jones and the Six, Nisi Nash Betts for Dharma, and Merritt Weaver for Tiny Little Things. Okay. Tiny Beautiful Things. Tiny Beautiful me. Things. I am quite torn for this. I think it will be Nisi Nash Betts for Dharma, oh. but I could really see Claire Danes winning as well. Okay, walk through your um, thinking. I think Nisi Nash is having a moment in terms of the, what we were talking about, that career narrative, um, mm. in the sense that people really respect her, like her. She hasn't really had a chance to show up her chops before. She has been really publicly kind of made one of the stars of the show. Ryan Murphy has been singing her praises a lot. Ooh, okay. I think that narrative could help. That being said, Claire Danes, Emmy's darling, won yeah. multiple Emmys for Homeland, is apparently amazing in Fleshman in Trouble. She has this one kind of bottle episode where it's all focusing on her and her mental breakdown, basically. Wow. And that's obviously the episode that she submitted. So wow. I, I'm really torn, to be honest. Yeah. I actually don't know. I could go back on that and say Claire Danes will win. Have you seen... Fleischman is in trouble? I have not seen it. You have not seen it. Okay, so you're like knowledgeable as to like what people like. Yeah. You necessarily you didn't, haven't necessarily seen it. Yeah, correct. But you're commenting on like the sentiment. Correct. Because also yeah. in the sense I feel like sometimes seeing it, like obviously I would recommend that everyone should see everything, <laughs> but also like it's not really about what you like or what you don't like. It's about what you, is the narrative and what people like and what you've heard and stuff yeah. like that as well. I see. That's why, that's why we need you here talking about this because you're more about the overall strategy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Comedy. Amazing list. Holy... Abbott Elementary from ABC, Barry, HBO, The Bear, FX, Jury Duty, Amazon Freebie, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Amazon Prime Video, Only Murders in the Building from Hulu, Ted Lasso, Apple TV Plus, and Wednesday, Netflix. I'm almost tempted to do a process of elimination, <laughs> but what do you think? I think it's between two shows. Okay. And those shows are Abbott Elementary and The Bear. Really? As someone who doesn't like the bear, you think the bear is, I yeah. Think, I think the bear is going to win. It has a lot of, yeah, momentum, um, yeah. I think it has tons of momentum. I think people really do love it. People love season two. It has a lot of fond memories for it, I think. Mm -hmm. I could see it doing pretty well. That being said, Abbott Elementary had a great season one at the Emmys, won a writing award, won an acting yep. award, built upon it for season two. It could be a chance to award season two. I'm going to go with the bear, but I could definitely see it going either yeah. way. I don't think anything else has a shot besides Barry, Barry. final season recognition. Barry was really good. Did you, have you seen Barry? Not season four, but it's okay. I love Barry. I think it's I really love Barry. funny. No, I thought that it actually had a very like deep existential through line, but then it lost it somewhere when he was just like trying to like stab people. I don't know. Mm. I, I was It lost me a bit with like just the sheer violence at some point. The bear, I guess if we're thinking season one, not season two, I agree. Yeah. 
I also really liked Jury Duty, but I don't think it is a quite the at the level of some Agreed. Of these I think it was happy and lucky <laughs> to get in and I really enjoyed it, but I don't really think yeah. it's competing for the win. Well, what do you think about Ted Lasso? I do not enjoy Ted Lasso. You don't enjoy Ted Lasso. I enjoyed season one. I liked season one season too. Season one made me tear up yeah. like almost every episode, but it's been on a downward spiral, so. I think the buzz around it has faded. It's obviously won this award twice, so yeah. it should be the favorite going into season three. Yep. It's final season, a big swan song moment. It, the reception was not good yeah. for season three. I, I also did enjoy watching Wednesday, so I don't know. All of great shows, I guess. Totally. So lead actress in a comedy series, Christina Applegate for Dead to Me, Rachel Brosnahan for The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Quinta Brunson for Abbott Elementary, Natasha Leone for Poker Face, and Jenna Ortega for Wednesday. I think it's going to be Quinta Bronson. I agree. Did she win last year? She did not win acting, but she won a writing Emmy. She won writing. But she was nominated last year. Christina Applegate, I think it's the final season of Dead to Me. She is has a, I think, MS right now. So mm-hmm. this kind of is going to be one of her most last major acting roles. I don't see her winning, but I think it's great that she's nominated. Um, Rachel Brosnahan has obviously won before, but I think, mm-hmm. again, the buzz for Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is a little dead. Natasha Leone could potentially do yeah. well for Poker Face. Um, I actually don't think Jenna Ortega will win. I think yeah. the performance isn't... The show was massive, and her performance is fun, but it's not really, like, elevated. Yeah. That's true. It's I, kind of it's, one note it's throughout. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I actually don't think this, this category is that competitive. I'm going to go Quinta. All right. Let's go Quinta. The lead actor in a comedy series, there's Bill Hader for Barry, Jason Siegel for Shrinking, Martin Short for Only Murders in the Building, Jason Sudeikis for Ted Lasso, and Jeremy Allen White for The Bear. Okay, I think you're going to say, I'm getting to know your... your what about your you? Thinking. I want to hear your predictions. Well, okay, I've been saying my predictions, but I think you're going to say that Jeremy Allen White's going to win this. Yeah. I personally, if I'm going by like who my favorite, like who I think deserves it, I feel like Bill Hader. Yeah. Rah. I think Bill Hader has won already. He has won already. Um, that gives me peace. Yeah, I think he has <laughs> won. He's very funny. He's very excellent in yeah. that. Jason Sudeikis has won twice for Ted Lasso. I think it's yeah. Jeremy Allen White. Yeah. He's been winning the Winter Award shows. Um, I think that'd be exciting and different. He's also like kind of, even though he's quite young, he's in his you know low 30s. Yeah. Um, he's an industry veteran, and I think people would be excited to give him an award. Yeah, I like everyone on this list. Like, I particularly love Jason Siegel actually so. really did you watch shrinking i did watch shrinking what did you think i think that the show was very interesting i feel like it's very relevant as so many people start going to therapy mm. i don't think it's at the level of some of these other things i also think he has ways to go because i think there's going to be more seasons of shrinking of shrinking i yeah i would believe if it's in I comedy and so. not limiting i would assume that'd be another series yes supporting actress in a comedy series there's alex bornstein for the marvelous mrs Maisel, ayo adabiri for the bear janelle james for abbott elementary Cheryl Lee Ralph for Abbott Elementary, Juno Temple for Ted Lasso, Hannah Waddingham for Ted Lasso, and Jessica Williams for Shrinking. Ooh, okay. Io Edebury has a lot of momentum behind her, but I also really liked Hannah Waddingham. So there are two winners on this list, interestingly. So Cheryl Lee Ralph won last year for Abbott. Hannah Mm. Waddingham has won before for Ted Lasso. She has won before, okay. Oh, sorry, three winners. Alex Bornstein has won for Marvelous Mrs. Mason. Really? Okay, this is a crazy part of the Emmys, is that people have already won for certain things, and that is sort of part of the consideration set. So I could conceivably see mm, four out of these people winning. I could see Ao. Uh, Janelle, Shell, and Hannah Waddingham. I'm going with Iowa Bailey. Really? I think 
she is very exciting. I think people yeah. outside of this, Bottoms was in theaters. Yes. She I had saw a it at South by that. Southwest. It was, oh, I, wow. She was live on stage. Very fun. Yeah. I think people are excited about her. I When I was at, shout out to Beyonce, the Renaissance tour. Uh, <laughs> She came in. People were excited to see her. She's really? at Fashion Week. She's on the yeah. front row. She's kind of like an it girl right now. Yeah. So okay. I think people, the Academy would be excited mm-hmm. to get on that train. Also, as you think about it, like split vote between Juno and Hannah for Ted Lasso. Mm-hmm. Vote splitting between Janelle and Cheryl for Abbott Elementary. She's the only one for her show. That's fair. So I'm, I know I'm going all in on the bear, but... You're like, you started this podcast, like, the bear's not for me. The bear is not for me, but I think it's going to win lots of Emmys. Agree. Supporting actor in a comedy series. Anthony Kerrigan for Barry. Phil Dunster for Ted Lasso. Brett Goldstein for Ted Lasso. James Marsden for Jury Duty. Eben Moss Backrut for The Bear. Tyler James Williams for Abbott Elementary. And Henry Winkler for Barry. I think it's very cool that Eben is nominated for The Bear. Richie. Mm -hmm. I also think Tyler James Williams is very good in Abbott Elementary. I'm going with James Marsden yes, for Joey Duty. Yes, I was going to say, James Marsden. He was so good. And I actually, did you watch Joey Duty? I did watch Joey Duty, yeah. Favorable opinion? I loved it. Yeah, it yeah. was fun. I loved it. I think, so I didn't know the premise going in. Honestly, I didn't pay that much attention to the fact that one of the those people was like not... So in with it I what was the point of the show if that's not if, i just <laughs> thought it was like a fun jury show oh, like, like a that sitcom? was like improvised uh, i don't know i just funny. i don't know what i thought i watched it with my friend aku and we were just like haha like this is funny but then the writing quote-unquote writing because now i realize it's not yeah. fully scripted yeah it got a bit repetitive it got um, a bit repetitive but i do think james marsden did a really good job i think he's a bit of a random choice to win but i think that th- he's an industry veteran he was dead to me as well people like him he did something super fun and different for himself to be in that show i'm i think him or tyler james williams if the academy is playing it safe they'll go Mm -hmm. i think with tyler james williams now on to drama yeah the big one the big one so the nominees andor from disney plus better call saul from amc the crown on netflix house of the dragon hbo the last of us hbo succession HBO, White Lotus, HBO, and Yellow Jackets, Showtime. The lack of excitement for Yellow Jackets right there. Yellow and Jackets. Yellow Jackets and on Showtime. Yellow Jackets. <laughs> um, this is a very strong category. Tons of shows yeah. I feel like could yeah. win any year. I don't mm-hmm. think they will. I think Succession will win. I don't think, think it's I don't think it's competitive this year, which is a yeah. shame because I think White Lotus Season 2 was amazing. Yeah. I think House of the Dragon was amazing. I'm a little cool though on Last of Us. I didn't watch the House of the Dragon. Did you watch Game of Thrones? Nope. Oh, well. I didn't watch Andor. It's just, yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be Succession. Succession is one of the most awarded shows in the last couple of years by the Emmys. Amazing Mm. reviews for this season. It really feels like it hit that buzz. Everyone loves it. It, It's going to be Succession. And it did not fail to deliver on this last season. Correct. And also, even if you just, I guess one thing we haven't really talked about until now actually is looking at other nominations for a show for to sense its like excitement for it mm. succession got so many so nominations many. in everything like 27 insane like way more than it ever has before like i think that yep. just shows the excitement that the academy has for that's the season of succession yeah absolutely it was just so insane that like everyone on this show was at the top of their game like there was not one actor that appeared for only five minutes that did not pull their weight oh, yeah. in succession and all of the lines the writing is so good yeah i'm with you so, lead actress in a drama series, Sharon Horgan for Bad Sisters, Melanie Linsky for Yellow Jackets, Elizabeth Moss for The Handmaid's Tale, Bella Ramsey for The Last of Us, Kerry Russell for The Diplomat, 
and Sarah Snook for Succession. I'm very happy that Melanie Linsky was nominated because I really like her. I saw her in this random mumblecore show called Easy on Netflix like many years ago. She had a couple episodes with Mark Maron that I just like, I cannot get out of my mind that she's just amazing. Do you know she's from New Zealand? Oh. She's not American. She does an amazing accent. Yeah, she's yeah. amazing. I think Sarah Snook is going to It's going to be Sarah Snook. And I'm so happy for her. Yeah. I, she was always been my favorite actor in succession Mm -hmm. and she's always been a supporting actress and they've bumped her up to lead for this season Mm -hmm. she has the narrative she's never won before she was excellent in the season she had a lot to do this season it's got to be sarah snook menly linsky i think is the number two i don't Mm -hmm. think she'll win i think the buzz for yellow jackets is not what it was for season one oh yeah season one had hype it was all hype no cannibalism season two was lots of cannibalism no (laughs) hype (laughs) it's an inverse correlation correct um interesting okay and i also think we have to shut up bella ramsey because i think they're gonna do really amazing continued amazing roles in there can i do one shout out for carrie russell as well in the diplomat please i watched the diplomat on a plane i was like whatever it's probably gonna be bad i was hooked it was on the plane so so good i'm so glad i downloaded the whole season because i think i watched seven episodes it was what's it about so the diplomat is she plays a diplomat obviously um who goes from the u.s to england and then there's some like conspiracy maybe terrorist thing maybe like government espionage type plot that she kind of gets Uh, embroiled in but it's just really good that sounds really interesting i would recommend okay i'll watch that okay lead actor in a drama series jeff bridges the old man brian cox for succession kieran culkin for succession bob odenkirk for better call saul pedro pascal for the last of us jeremy strong for succession ah Okay, so I know a lot of people want Kieran to win this because I think Jeremy has won. In Jeremy, the past. yeah, Jeremy won has won for this category for, for Succession. Brian Cox has never won for Succession and was salty when Jeremy Strong won. They, really? I don't think they do not get on. You can tell there's animosity amongst Wait, the cast there. So <gasps> Jeremy Strong is like kind of crazy. I don't know if you know. Right, he's very intense into his method acting. Correct, which I think makes it not very fun to be around if you're his <laughs> cast member. Brian Cox does not mince words and has been pretty critical of Jeremy Strong. That's interesting. I don't think Brian Cox is going to win, though. No, he was hardly in the show. so small. Like, I feel like maybe if they submitted him for supporting. Yeah. I am going to go off kilter. Everyone thinks the succession guy is going to win. I think Pedro Pascal is going to win. Really? Daddy? Daddy. (laughs) I think he has so much excitement around him right now from the show. Um, He's also been kind of, you know, otherwise he was in Saturday Night Live that people really loved. He has a guest actor nomination for that. I think three actors for Succession is going to split the vote too much. I think mm. there's a lot of people who love Jeremy. There's a lot of people who love Kieran Culkin. They are pushing for Kieran. Yeah. If he, if it is a Succession guy, it will be Kieran. But I think Pedro will really adv- take advantage of that. And Last of Us was a massive show. I think it's going to yeah. be Pedro Pascal. Pedro Pascal is the moment, is this year in general. Yeah. Bob Odenkirk, I think deserves it yeah he could be a spoiler because you know consistently nominated never won people do love him people mm-hmm. love better call Saul, but i don't know i think that would be a big surprise it's a sure. bit more of a classic role like i feel like pedro pascal's role in the last of us was so like uh he had to be an action person but also like really soft and tender at times i feel yeah. like it was the perfect mix of things yeah in his role i agree i love bob odenkirk though because of undone have you seen undone i've not seen undone no. okay do you know what it is no i've no clue oh really it's on amazon prime it's this like rotoscoped show okay. by um rafael bob Waksberg who made bojack and so bojack is my shit so i love undone because it's the same like existentialism almost mm. but in a more serious way 
But anyways, I would be not upset if he won, but I see what you're saying about Pedro. Okay, supporting actress in a drama series. Jennifer Coolidge, The White Lotus. Elizabeth Debicki, The Crown. Megan Fahey, The White Lotus. Sabrina Impacchiatore, excuse my pronunciation, <laughs> The White Lotus. That was good. Thank you. Aubrey Plaza, The White Lotus. Leah Seahorn, Better Call Saul. J. Smith Cameron, Succession. Simona Tabasco, The White Lotus. It feels like Jennifer Coolidge. I think I she won for season one. People yeah. love her. She had a lot to do in season two. She is her last season. Um, even though there were so many other White Lotus girls who could split the vote, that didn't affect her at all in the same category for Limited last year. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's. There's literally four White Lotus women Insane. nominated. I know. I feel bad for the no, girls. No, five. There's five White Lotus nominated. Yes. My personal so. favorite, I love Megan Fahey. Yeah. I think she is so good in that series. I think she yep. would be my vote to win, but I don't think she would win. I think it's Jennifer Coolidge. The only person I would say that I would be very happy if they won is J. Smith Cameron. Because her work on that show, I think, is a little underappreciated. Do you think in season four? Hmm. I guess season four wasn't her season, yeah. per se. I, I agree. I love Jerry. I would have given it to her for another season. She yeah. had very little to do in this season. That's fair. I don't think she had a big moment, She would have been better in the season in which Roman was being aggressive towards her. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and then a supporting actor in a drama series. Yes. So there's F. Murray Abraham for The White Lotus, Nicholas Bond, Succession, Michael Imperioli, The White Lotus, Theo James, The White Lotus, Matthew McFadden, Succession, Alan Ruck, Succession, Will Shop, The White Lotus, Alexander Skarsgård, Succession. <laughs> Insane. This is like a Two category. shows. Yeah, like you, the, the canceling out of the votes actually doesn't even apply here because no. it's going to apply to everyone. So a fun fact actually we haven't talked about yet is, so in the past, when you were doing nominations, you could do as many nominations as you wanted. You could just tick, 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 tick. And oh. this year they implemented a change that in any given category for nominations, you could only tick five people. And the idea for that is, okay, that will actually mean more shows will get nominated because mm. you're not going to waste all of your five votes on just mm-hmm. picking people for one show. Yeah. Because in the past, people would just be like, oh, White Lotus, I liked everyone there. Tick, 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 tick. Now it's like, oh, then you can't nominate anyone for yeah. another show. So people thought there'd be more, more <laughs> diversity in shows this year. The opposite happened. I know. People were just like, okay, I guess my show is the show and I'm just going <laughs> to nominate everyone from that show and no one else. Yep. Yeah, this is wild. I see this is where like the choosing the one person to win an award feels so like meaningless almost because they all are amazing. For sure. So you're just like, this is going to create beef between people when we should just be seeking world peace and all of them being great. (laughs) For the record, Ian says boo to world peace. I think the winner is going to be Matthew McFadden. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. I think he had a lot to do with season two. Tom was mm-hmm. one of the major characters yep. compared to the other people. Um, I think I'm very happy that the other people are nominated. I think they all did great work. I don't really think it's a very competitive category. I think it's he's going to sweep it. I think it's really competitive, though. You because think other Alan people Ruck, will win? I think Alan Ruck has been like snubbed for nominations in the past. I think Alexander Skarsgård also is amazing. For sure. He, I would say, is my number two yeah. prediction. Um I still think it's going to be... I think Tom had yeah. so much to do. Yeah. Well, that was fun. I think... I, I totally see where you're coming from where, like, it's just fun to make predictions. Yeah. And I know when you hosted your Oscar party earlier this year, you asked everyone to submit predictions. Well, no. For that one, we asked people to vote and then to we gave vote. out our own awards. Um, Wait, really? Yeah. Tell me more. So everyone kind of came in and you have a name tag of the nominee. You pick one of who you want to be for the night. And then we had sent out a Google oh form before and then people would vote. And then if yeah. you won... 
you would have to come up and accept a little bottle of Prosecco and <gasps> give a thank you speech. That is so fun. Yeah. I'm so sad come that next I missed year. it. I know. I think I filled out your Google form though. So I you did vote. You did the, vote. Yeah. What's your outlook on the next year of television? Bad. Bad. I think and mainly it's the writer's strike. Yes. Nothing has been in production. I have no clue about next year's Emmys. Like, what is going to come out in time? Literally, what is going to be I know, because between now, like, if the eligibility period is June 1st, 2023, through to next year, May 31st, yeah. 2024, this is rough. I think that The Bear will really benefit yeah. from that. It doesn't have much competition. <laughs> Some of the network shows can come back, Abbott Elementary and stuff. Mm -hmm. I think they will do well. They'll probably have truncated seasons, but they'll still do okay. It's the drama series. I don't really know what's happening. But Squid no. Game 2, I think, is likely coming out in the next year. Yeah, they've been working on that for a while, because wasn't that, like, 2021, season Correct. one? And they did some, like, character... They revealed the cost earlier this year. I would guess uh, Squid Game comes out in that period. Mm -hmm. um, and cause it's Severance. An I want Severance. Where's Severance? So Severance has been pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. Yeah. Apparently, there was drama in the writer's room for season two, and then obviously it's been pushed back mm. now. I have. I had hoped Severance would come out by then. I have mm. no clue if it would, which would be insane. It yeah. would have been a huge gap between series. Yep. Severance was the only thing for me that eclipsed succession i oh, feel yeah i just felt like it was so relevant but yeah. a very relevant topic like rich people we both work corporate jobs I know. that we hated <laughs> excuse me <laughs> i can I speak love, for myself <laughs> that i really really love um what else is there like so i'm in a reality tv hole right now i am loving reality tv really? i'm watching survivor i'm watching big okay. brother the traders uk canada australia us i've any... never even heard of that oh my god you would love the traders. traders the traders it's like mafia except filmed and it's so good and they cry yeah. and they get upset and they get so it is amazing wow. i would recommend that to anyone on peacock what else are you watching what else am i watching okay you I, watch the films probably i'm watching a lot of films yeah. right now i love i'm in my movie era my amc ala stubs <laughs> has I am your movie making, era been for the last like decade it has but it's particularly right now i'm <laughs> loving movies so i'm seeing anything right now i okay. saw dumb money last night which was terrible one star i do don't not recommend heard of that did you see sound of freedom no, because I'm not a MAGA QAnon. <laughs> you said person. you're watching everything. <laughs> That's a good point. I'm watching everything within my values and principles. Um, but I'm very excited for the fall movie season coming up. Poor things. I'm super excited Ooh. to see like many, many movies going to be coming out yes. in the next couple months. Killers of the Flower Moon. So Killer? excited for that. Wait, sorry. Killers of the Flower Killer, Moon. Killers of the Flower Moon. So I'm very excited for that too. So yeah. I'm hoping that trips to my local AMC and Eros tour and Beyonce oh, yeah, has it, is coming out with her filmed version of the concert of the concert too I don't know if I can get on this train know, where people are just filming their concerts well I know I agree with you but I will be there on December 1st that's fair will you be watching the Emmys this year um you mean next year no January oh yeah good point <laughs> will you be watching the Emmys <laughs> well, next year now I have to watch the Emmys because we did all these predictions and put all this effort mm -hmm. are you gonna host something for the Emmys no I, I, you can definitely come to my apartment and watch and we can have snacks and have a Let's fun time do the Emmys. I won't do a whole party but you are absolutely invited to come watch okay me. well thank you maybe we'll do some recording there That'd and see what happens but thank you so much for coming on I feel like you were so knowledgeable well I love talking about award shows literally with anyone anytime so <laughs> always happy to do so amazing well glad I met the bar of anyone anytime <laughs> you're very high bar <laughs> but uh looking forward to more thank thanks you. again thank Bye. you